0: That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I'm really excited about the holiday season and all the extra grubbing that I'm going to be doing for the next few weeks. Um, So I'm definitely be hiding under all of my my winter clothes. I'm really excited also because I have a a cool guest that's called in all the way from New York. He's an Emmy and Peabody Award winner for his work on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. He's also appeared on his own Comedy Central special on The Late Late Show, Conan O'Brien, The Tonight Show, and is a regular commentator and host on CNN. Fox News, ESPN and MSNBC MSNBC. He is also a graduate of Georgetown Law School with high honors and previously was a Wall Street Wall Street lawyer and investment banker at a top-tier international law firm and investment bank. While working there, he executed multi-billion dollar M&A transactions for Fortune 100 companies. After being hired by Jay Leno to write jokes for The Tonight Show and living a secret double life as a Wall Street lawyer, banker by day, and comedian by night, he left Wall Street to become a comedian with three TV shows in development and a national presence as a talk show host and guest and comedian. Paul definitely made the right decision. Please welcome... Tonight's guest, Paul Mercurio. Hi Paul. Hey,
1: hey Zach. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm Thanks good. For getting all that out there. That's awesome. I wish <laughs> my mother could hear. I wish my mother could hear that she won't think I'm so crazy that I left Wall Street to be a comedian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's a pretty impressive resume you've got. I mean, that's a lot of late night shows with some pretty big players.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I uh it just kind of all happened. I was working on Wall Street and I was writing jokes as a hobby and I don't know what I was going to do with them, and I got to see Jay Leno perform at a private function. And I was pulling one of the You, you kind of worked all these all-night shifts just doing these deals. Like, And uh, I said, oh, I need a break. So I went to see Jay Leno and brought these jokes, and I didn't know what to do with them. I said, hey, I don't know if you need jokes, but you can have these jokes. He was very nice, and he took <laughs> them. And then the next day he called me and said, I'll hire you to start sending jokes in for the Tonight Show monologue. And then the following week he uh, he actually did, joke and it was like it blew my head off my shoulders on TV to see my joke and then Uh. he said go try the jokes out and then I started to go to clubs and do them myself and I started to live this secret double life where I was this lawyer by day and a comic by night and I'd sneak around to bars named uh, uh, Downtown Beirut 2 was actually one of the bars (laughs) I worked yeah, I think they were franchising these hellholes. Or Israeli fighters took out the first one. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and that was, uh, the, and that was the beginning of it. And that's how it started. And um, you know, and these bars were terrible. It was like, you know, when people on the streets borrow money from you to go drinking, this is where they yes. go to drink with the money. There was like a pimp worked oh out of there, god. a hooker worked out of there, and there I was in my little Brooks Brothers suit. You know,
0: that's a, my mom says that those are the best places to do because they build character. And I think, yeah,
1: well, this Bill character, one night I was waiting <laughs> to go on stage, there was a guy, there was poets and folk singers, and there was a folk singer on before me playing Blown in the Wind badly. Like, eh, 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 just badly. And I'm waiting to go on stage, and there's a scuffle at the pool table, and one guy runs out of the bar, another guy grabs the side of his neck, and he starts screaming, he cut me, man, he cut me. And it was a drug deal gone bad, and he cut him across the side <laughs> of the box cutter. Oh, so now, I think God. Yeah, this is all true. I think the show's over, and... Um, uh, the MC goes up, he goes, all right, you guys ready for some comedy? <laughs> and I go on stage, I go, nice to be here at downtown Beirut too. I always wanted to follow a slashing, which I thought was a pretty good line for a newbie comic. And the guy who got cut was like wandering around. He was drunk, screaming, I know him, I know where he lives, I'm going to get him. And, he had, and then he heard me oh say God. slashing and he turned to me and he goes, hey, you make fun of me. I don't need to take any crap from you. And he take all, took all these bloody napkins, he wads them up and he throws them at me. Oh and they my... stick to my God. white Brooks Brothers shirt, right? Right. So I finish my set. I have a giant grapefruit sized blood stain on my shirt. I go back to the firm. I try to cover up my blood stain. I go into this meeting. All these major lawyers are there. They, the senior lawyer in my firm couldn't find me for like three hours because I was at this club. He starts screaming, Where have you been? What have you been doing? Why do you have a blood stain on your shirt? And before I could say anything, one of the other lawyers goes, What kind of shirt is that? I go, It's a Brooks Brothers shirt. Why? He goes, I know how to get blood out of a Brooks Brothers shirt. He goes, Club Soda and Lemon Juice. Another guy goes, No, 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 Armani, that's the shirt where you get blood. I go, What is this, a remake of American Psycho? Like, right. What are you doing? And that became my life. I was just hiding the two oils from each other. I was having a nervous breakdown. It's oh crazy. Oh, my
0: God. I mean, how do you go from from Wall Street lawyer to to slashers in in,
1: in the streets? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I look back now, and it's like, man, I must have really wanted it. Like, I must have really – because I just yeah. – some of these places I worked with just, you know, I had a, a, you know, a, a bottle thrown at me one night oh right by my head, and I kept going back. I kept going back. Nobody was throwing
0: beer bottles at me at the Wall Street Law firm. I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> so what made you choose that over over being a lawyer? I think it's when
1: Leno did that joke. I didn't know this at the time, and sort of but as I went through, because I really fought doing this full time because it was just so crazy like I come' a middle class Italian kid from Providence, Rhode Island, and my parents are high school educated. I had it it was all set i Why would I wanna you know um you know you know screw that up but i think what happened was i created something out of thin air that joke and some somebody reacted to it and it's the it's the it's the the process of creation mm-hmm. not to get too artsy farcy, but like when you're a lawyer or a banker you're not it's not your deal you're an advisor so you're always right. whispering in the ear of the deal so you, you have you, you're invested in it but not the way the person is who actually owns the company and created the thing. Right. Right. And I think that was what I was missing. And then when I started to get the laughs, even with blood stains on my shirt, (laughs) um, I think then it was like, Oh, it was like a drug right into my vein. I'm like, wow, I said it and they're laughing and they're laughing with me and at my stuff. And I, I think, and then it was just a long process of doubt and being scared to make the leap. And what do I do? And sleepless nights right and uh and then i just finally had to like uh you know dive into the pool or i was gonna have a, i was literally doing this for two years nobody knew anything including my girlfriend who's now my wife we oh, were wow. living together and, she, and when i told her i think i want to leave wall street to be a comedian she, well the first thing she said to me was that better be your first joke <laughs> <laughs> and then she said well thank god i go why she goes well i thought you were cheating on me because you were supposed to be working all night but you were at bars and you had blood stains and you had girls' phone numbers, and those were phone numbers of other comedians that yeah. had rooms that I could work. So she had a whole different picture in her mind of what was going on. I can so.
0: imagine.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. So it was it was, inter- crazy.
0: was entertainment something you always saw yourself doing when you were younger, no. like before you even decided to become a lawyer?
1: No, I mean, I loved, um, I, I always liked watching stand-up comics on late-night television.
0: That was like my thing.
1: But, you know, and I just, it's not something you think of when you come from a middle-class, you know, fairly blue collar home. Like, you know, that's not something people aspire to in my neighborhood. And so, right. no, it never entered my mind. I started writing material and short film ideas in law school and it was just coming out of me. And then I thought I could fight it once I like started doing it. So I, I tried to quit a couple of times and just focus on my wall street job. And then I kept going back to the clubs, like an alcoholic looking for a drink. Like I, and then I realized like it kind of picked me like I, I, you know, I kind of thought I had my life figured out, and I realized in my mid to late twenties that I didn't, and it scared me because I'm like, now what do I do? And do I really go and like unravel my life? I had a two bedroom co op and a nice car and fancy cufflinks and the whole nine <laughs> yards and like chuck all that. And so it was not in the, it was not in the plan at all. The plan was to go into business, accounting, or law, something like that. And then I combined the two, and I did corporate law. And that was, that's how, yeah, so it just, like, you know, and it was just out of the blue. So it was just, it was
0: a natural fit for you. It was something that was just meant to to happen. Yeah,
1: I think so. Like, if I hadn't given Leno those jokes, maybe it wouldn't have happened, but somebody said to me recently, I probably would have come out of you another way, you know, like, but it was insane. Like, I would hide behind bars, like, one time I was in a nice restaurant, and they had a little room in the back where they were doing comedy, and one of the senior partners' wife came, wives, one of the, the wife of one of the senior partners came in with his girlfriends, and I was like, oh, my God, she can't see me. It was literally like a, a scene out of a sitcom, and so I'm hiding behind the bar, and I told the MC to bring me up as Frank Windmill because Frank is my middle name, and Windmill is the street I was raised on, uh, which I guess is also the way you make a porn name, so that would be my porn name. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and that's and a very, then hide a very behind attractive porn
0: name
1: yeah exactly ladies and gentlemen frank windmill it just <laughs> conjures up images of what i can do with my private parts oh
2: yeah and
1: that's... uh so i i was just i was having a nervous breakdown because i was trying to hide it from everybody you know i couldn't let the comedians know i was a wall street guy right they would have probably rolled me or begged kept begging me for money and i couldn't let yeah. the wall street people know i was a comedian that the firm would have not allowed it there was said that's not Appropriate and right. they would have made me stop, so it was it was crazy,
0: and I mean, but it, it grew into something. look at now you have your own podcast, and you just signed mm. with the Corolla network yes, yeah, so talk I'm very to me, excited about yeah, that. talk to me about your podcast, two chairs and a microphone um you've well, had I've some doing... some impressive guests. I was looking at you paul mccartney J- Jay Leno, Kristen Chenoweth.
1: yeah, yeah. Stephen Colbert, Sugar Ray Leonard and upcoming we have the premiere episode is going to be Judd Apatow nice. um, we've got uh Caliendo, Bill Burr yeah I I really like talking to people that's part of my act is talking to the crowd and I, I like talk shows and I do them on TV and my manager like you should do a podcast and I'm like well okay but I don't want to do one that focuses just on comedians I want to have a broad range of people and I kind of did it just to see how I would feel about it, and I really liked it because it's a long form, and there's no interruptions, and you can say whatever you want, right. and you can really get to know people, and I always get frustrated watching late-night television where they have a guest on for five, seven minutes plugging their movie, and you right. don't really get to know the person or the artist. Uh, maybe you do if you watch Charlie Rose or Tavis Smiley, you know, something more long form, mm-hmm. and so I I started to really enjoy it and just started booking people that I really liked and... Got to see, uh, it got Jay Leno and, and, uh, uh, you know, people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, Thomas Friedman, the foreign affairs columnist for the New York Times, uh, authors, actors, Ron Perlman. And so I, I'm fascinated by people's process and what they do and how they do it. And so that's sort of the focus. And so Adam had, I had done Adam Carolla's show and, we got friendly and he took notice of mine and the cal- caliber of guests I had. And he said, why don't you come on over and, and do it on my network. And so that's how two chairs and a microphone were, was born. And, and I'm really excited about it. You know, we're going to The premiere episode is November 30th. Uh, and, uh, we've got, like I said, Judd Apatow and he's great. Um, but it just, uh, yeah, and Paul McCartney, just it blew my mind that he said yes. I just asked him. I saw him at the Colbert Report because I worked on that show as well as the Daily Show. And we started talking. And I go, by the way, I have a podcast. do you do? It? And he went, yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 and, I, and then he threw me because he goes, uh, how would we do it? And I'm like, I turned into that, like, I didn't expect him to say yes, so I didn't have a right. plan. I was just like, uh, 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 I'll come to London. And he <laughs> right. goes, we're in New York together. Why would you come to London? And then he goes, is it easy to do? And I was like, oh, and I actually said to Paul McCartney, oh, yeah, it's really easy. I don't want to bother you. I know you're busy. We could do it on the phone naked from your toilet. I'm like, what am I saying? Right. (laughs) But uh, but I got it. Yeah, he did it. And it it just is it was a mind blow. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. So is it recorded live on stage or do you actually do it like in a studio?
1: Uh, I do some in the studio. I do some over the phone. It's whenever I can get the person. Like I just did, Brian Cranston, and mm. uh, that was over the phone. And you know, I find people don't for the podcast world. It's 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 nice to be in the studio, right? But I, it, it's kind of a more of a down and dirty, you know, kind of medium. I think I don't know if you find that. So they forgive that if it's not, you know, if it's just a phone interview. Right. It's like doing radio. Like I call into radio all the time, and people are fine with it. And what I find, and I don't know about you, is if you take the time to, like, research somebody, they're so appreciative that they'll open up about a lot of things, you know? I mean, I'm sure you find that, too.
0: No, absolutely. I love, I think one of the things I love about hosting um, a podcast is you actually get to have conversations with people. Um, And that's what I like versus an interview. I like to actually talk to people and, like, have a conversation with them and get to know them. And also, you know, like you said, learn their process and just yeah. get to know, I mean, especially like people, I mean, and, and some of the guests that you've had on, like, you know, Jay Leno, not a lot of people get to see him as just an average person and to be able to, 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 Get inside and listen to to like it's, your conversation. That's exactly
1: right, and it's interesting you brought Jay up because he he we really focused on. I didn't want to focus on the sensational stuff about the Tonight Show and all the you know the drama and Conan and this and that, and we we had been through that. I wanted to talk about him as a stand-up because that's what he is tr- first and foremost, and he right. would tell you that. So he went to L.A. with no money. He lived in his car half the time, and all he did was do standup because he didn't want to have to take a regular job so he wouldn't spend any money so he didn't have to go out and make money or much money so he could just barely live so he could just focus on stand-up but then he said you know as he was moving up the ranks he would work at you know the the infamous comedy store which is where you know a lot of the greats worked at one time including richard Pryor. and he goes he said none of the comics wanted to follow richard Pryor. he said but i would and i go why he goes because he was impossible to follow but i knew in following him if one of my jokes did well, then I knew that joke was going to kill. Like, So it was a way for him to weed out weak jokes. So I think that's fascinating, not because I'm a comic, but, you know, I think especially with stand those people think, oh, you know, you just kind of roll out of bed at noon, you smoke some weed, and you write some jokes, and you go tell them, but... There's a lot of work. No, it's a real
0: that. art. It's a real craft. I mean, it takes yeah. you know, it takes a real process to to be able to even write jokes, let alone to have the courage to get on stage and actually <laughs> and actually right. say them in front of a crowd. Yeah, courage or stupidity, one of the two. Yeah, I, don't know com- I think it's a combination of both. Right,
1: but but you know, that kind of insight into you know that tells you why a person's so successful. You know, oh, and right. uh, and Ron Perlman as a kid was terribly shy and acting was a way for him to be able to be a little bit social. And that led to him being a great actor. Right. So, right. I mean, you're not going to get that when he goes on the night yeah. show and he's plugging his TV show for, he's got to plug the TV show.
2: Absolutely. And so you,
1: like you say, you can have a real conversation with people. And, um, you yeah. know, like I said to Kristen Chenoweth, I go, if you look at her background, she comes out of Oklahoma and you know, uh, and she studied opera and I'm like, I would think, and that was her first love was opera. I go, I would think coming out of Oklahoma with the ability to sing, you'd be a country and western person. She goes, you know, nobody ever asked me that. And that's a really good question because one would think that, but for some reason I gravitated to this. And so, you know, when you start to peel back the layers with these people, they really like open up. It's really cool. And you really get to know them.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to to listening to the new podcast, Two Chairs and a Microphone. Where can um, people listen to it? Is it um, on iTunes or it's going to be demand?
1: on? Uh, you can get it uh, the Adam Carolla Digital Network, or you can go to my website. It's going to be Paul Mercurio, M E C U R I O. Only one R, not two. If you put two R's in, there's another guy who was a he's dancer.
0: an Australian actor, isn't yes, he? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And then
1: people. <laughs> and he's got like this, or he did, I think he put on a little weight. He was in Strictly Ballroom and Exit Eden, but he was really hot at one time, and he had this picture on his website. He was in these tight black pants with this tank top, and he had like water he was spraying on himself, and my yeah. friends would Google me and go, I, are you doing gay porn? What is that? <laughs> right? like, and um, so if they people go to com and click on my podcast, it'll get you to a page, and um, you know, people can check out what I've got, and we've got Um, amazing people coming up. Like I said, David Tell, Colin Quinn. We've got Brooke Baldwin from CNN. Um, So just a broad range of people. It's a nice variety. And then we're also going to be offering archived ones. So every week, people will get two episodes to listen to, a new one and an archived one. Oh, perfect. Um, And, um, you know, we think it's going to be uh, really cool, and we're really excited about it. So if they go to com and click on the podcast, tab it'll take them to um the home page for this
0: that's awesome i'm excited and do you have any social media links yeah that you is that throw?
1: paul mercurio my name for facebook instagram uh twitter uh just paul mercurio my name and uh Perfect. you know um and i'm doing stand-up everywhere and in my stand-up is just me like now just ranting about how the world is just closing in on me <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm constantly getting in fights over things like bags and stuff Are like that. Are you getting that. in
0: knife fights now in bars? <laughs> I'm the one getting Are you it. the so, one stabbing? <laughs> like,
1: exactly. well, you know, like, <laughs> Has it turned into? Exactly. I've turned into that guy. My wife's like, you got to let it go. But like, I don't know about you, like I'm constantly negotiating for bags. Like I was in a, <laughs> and this isn't a bit, like this really happened to me. Like I was in a supermarket and I had eight, eight items on the express lane belt. And the guy goes to me, you want a bag? For those? I was like, go, yeah, it's eight items. And he looked at me like I had two heads. He goes, you want a bag for those? I'm like, yeah. You want a, bag? and I'm like, and then I just like got sarcastic and I went, like, no, no, I don't need a bag. There eight loose items. I'm from Africa. I'll just balance them on my head as I walk back <laughs> to the village, right? And and, and oh my, and my wife's like, you can't just say whatever you want. I go, well, yeah. that's a stupid question. Of course, I need right? a bag.
0: Oh my so god. It's, yeah, that's so, it. Uh, you're you're street now. Doug Life Chose You, Paul. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> listen. If anybody, if
1: anybody, Zach, you're my you're my pal, so if anybody comes after you, you call me, and I'll I'll take
0: care of you. No, oh, no I trust. You. I trust you have a knife <laughs> in your back pocket ready to shank anybody that comes at me.
1: Exactly. I got a cousin <laughs> who's in the mob, my cousin Bobby. He runs Numbers in uh, Rhode Island, and he, he sells stuff out of the trunk of his car that, quote, fell off the truck. He's one of those guys. And at one time—I'm not making this up—he was selling things like Suits Ratchets, and he was actually selling car alarms that he stole out of other people's cars—
0: <laughs> Oh, my God, that's so funny.
1: Yeah, you didn't get the irony when I said, Bobby, you realize the fact you're able to steal this meeting is not a very good alarm? He's like, what are you talking about? It just doesn't
0: have a box Take it. <laughs> like He's that guy. So. Oh, my God. But, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, thanks so much for, for calling in, Paul. Um, I know you have a show tonight, so I'm going to let you run and, and do that. But everybody needs to head over to com and check out his new podcast. Click on the podcast tab on his website, yeah. Two Chairs and a Microphone. Check yeah. it out. Thanks so much, yeah. Paul.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. This is fun. Of course.
0: Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I will be back uh, next week. Don't forget to check out Paul. Don't forget to listen to his podcast. And don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter every Wednesday on iTunes. Subscribe, listen, tune in. Um, and don't forget to follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.